Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life in Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings live with First Seder Bis Medjish, firstseder.org. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who will Bez Hashem be joining this year. The series of Shurim has been sponsored by Rebitzik Saflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group, and his Mishpacha, it should be a schuss for them and for all the listeners. So last week <coughs> we were in the city of Krakow, um, not physically, but in our Shurim with the Rebbe of Heschel, and we are going to continue in that kufa, a drop earlier, and that is with Rebbe Yeshua from Krakow, known as the Magine Shleimai. <coughs> We've talked about him and mentioned him numerous times in previous Yurim a while back when it was the Shach and the Taz, and that uh, Tkufa um, in the 1600s in Krakow, and um, now we're going to learn about his life. He was Nifter, his yard set is actually coming up, Chav Ches Av, so in about six or seven weeks, in the year Tav Ches, 1648, 1648. So, um, yeah, okay. His father's name was Rabbi Yosef, his mother's name was Hutzel or Hitzel, and he was born in Vilna, not exactly sure when his birth date was, somewhere in the end of the 1500s, um, it's not 100% clear. Now the Shach, who as we'll see, was his Talmud, in his recordings of Tach Vitat, that we mentioned numerous times in the Shir on the Shach a long time ago, he writes about his Rebbe, the Rebbe Yeshua, pre eight Hadar, he's describing like a uh, an Esrig, he's a beautiful um, esrog, a beautiful fruit, va'anaf eats avos, and he is the branch of a tree of avos. Now this is a play on words of, <coughs> excuse me, avos in the Torah is with an ayin, referring to the, um, referring to the hadasim, but he used avos with an aleph, meaning to say he had yichus. He doesn't exactly say what the yichus was, but he's saying that his rebbe was from a family of yichus. Now, from his mother's side, we know that his yichus goes back, his lineage goes back to Rav Yosef Bechar Shar. Rav Yosef Bechar Shar is one of the Bali HaTaisvis. He's brought in Taisvis a few times. He was a Talmud of Rabbi Nutam. They call him Bechar Shar, I think, because they were Mesiachism back to Shevet Yosef. I think so. Um, <clears throat> Rav Shimshon Mastropoli, the famous Rav Shimshon Mastropoli, the big Makubo was killed in Tach Vitat. In a letter in brought in Likute Shashanim, he writes, Nitalti Nishalti, I was asked min Sha'er Basi from my relative, Hagoin Rab Yeshua. So he was related somehow to Rab Yeshua of Krakow. And through in the letter he writes, Mi Goidal Avasi Demar, because of my great love for you. Biyosi Atzmiu Visari, because you are my relative, Bahavas Ayla Mahavtiv, and I have an eternal love for you. So I'm going to answer the question. Now how he was related, he doesn't write. However, in the Haskama, to Chuvas Pnei Yeshua, which is from Yeshua from Krakow. Now we mentioned this numerous times in the Shir on his Enakul. His grandson was the person we call the Pnei Yeshua. But Rabbi Yeshua Mikrakow is the one who's called the Chuvas Pnei Yeshua because we have responsa from him and uh, also known as the Megine Shleimai. So in the Haskama to Chuvas Pnei Yeshua, Rabbi Yosef Shal Natanzin, the Shalomeshiv, writes, the Reb Shimshin from Astropoli and Reb Yeshua 
Hayosheni Besheni Imai. He says they were second generation to second generation. In Halacha, brothers are called Rishon Barishon, that's the first level, and the next generation is called second to second, which we call first cousins. So he's writing that they were first cousins. Exactly how, again, I don't know. <coughs> now, Rav Shmuel Kadnover, in his Sefer Birchas HaZevach, which we mentioned last week in the Shir on the Rebbe Rab Heshel, he was a Talmud of his, um, <coughs> Tmura Daftes Vavameis, he writes, Masha Shamati Bishem Sheiri, Haravagoyen Rabbi Yeshua. What I heard from my relative, Haravagoyen Rabbi Yeshua. So he seems to have been a relative to the Birchas Hazavach as well, and clearly it was a family of great lineage. He had a number of brothers and sisters. One of his brothers was named Mardchai. He was the Rav in the city of Lvov. In Chuvas Pnei Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua has many Chuvas to him. In one of them he writes, Achi, my brother, Hachacham HaKailo, the all-encompassing wise man, Ein goimrim alav one that you cannot complete, saying his praises. Also a play on, a, on words there. You can't complete saying his praises, that's how great he was. <clears throat> Afterwards, after he was the Rav in Lvov, he was a Rav in a city called Tamashov, and he was killed in Gezeras Tat in um, 1649 in the Gezera of Tachvetat. In the second year, he was killed in that uh, in those pogroms. He had another brother who was called Hatirani Hakatsin, a uh, Torah personality, a, a leader, Remoisha Shalom Brisker. He was called, and in the Chayshem Mishpat Simin Kavav, the Pnei, the Rabbi Shua from Krakow has a tshuva. And he says, From those people who want to extract money from my brother's orphans. My brother was killed because of an explosion. In the city of Vilna, in a day that many were killed, when many towers fell down. We might have mentioned this in a different shir. Vitoanu Alav, and why the people want money from his orphans. And they said, Shuhetis Hapulver. He's the one who actually set off the explosion, and because of that, many houses fell down, and they want to get their damages from the assignment. So that is how his brother was killed, and he had another brother and a number of sisters. Who were his rabbeim? So he learned by the Maram Milublin, and by Rabbi Yeshua Falk, known as the Sma, or the Prisha and the Drisha. He wrote all those for him. We had a shear on both the Maram Lublin and on the Sma. <coughs> in Chuvas Habacha Chadosh Simon Gimel, he writes, Masharisi Bimei Bachurasi Belublin. I'm going to tell you what I saw when I was a Bachar in Lublin. Bimei Hagoyin Ha'aluf Meir Virabi. In the days of the great Goyin, my Rabbi Marein Rav Meir Zatzal, which is the Maram Lublin. El Shekot Anayisi. But even though I'm going to tell it to you, I was young. And you can't bring a definite proof from someone who's young. He might not remember things clearly. In Chelek Bey Simen Yonches in the Chuvas, he writes, What you asked on Remord Chayafa, who is the author of the Levush. We had a share on the Levush as well. He writes, My beloved one, I don't learn his Sefer. I am a Talmud of the Goyin, my Rebbe, the Sma, Shishrisheni, that he he he, 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 uh, he taught me, that you don't paskin from the Levush, from very valid reasons, 
in the Hakdama, in the preface to Sma, he writes over there why he does not like the Sefer of the Levush. I don't recall if the shir, in the Shir on the Sma we said it, or in the Shir on the Levush, I don't recall, I didn't have a chance to look up in my notes. But if you look over there, he says why he doesn't like the Levush's Sefer. So therefore he's telling him, I'm a Talmud of the Sma, so I don't look at the Levush's Sefer, so you ask the question on him, that's fine. In Yaradea Simon Yodalit, he writes, Re'isi Bahaga, I saw in a note, <coughs> Uh, in the words of my Rebbe, the Baljisho Prisha Shakasav, that he wrote the following, and at the end he says, I don't believe that my Rebbe said such a thing, and it's probably not from him. That's what it sounds like uh, he's saying. So again, you see here, these were his two Rabbeim, the Marami Lublit, <coughs> excuse me, and the Sma. Now, in two places, Yaradea Simeon Gimel and in Chelek Beis Simeon Chav Beis, he mentions another um, Godol as Moiri Verabi. Moiri Verabi Hagoyin Moreinu Rav Shmuel Ben Refaivish Zal from Premishla, or Premishla. Refaivish was the Rebbe of the Bach, Refaivish I think of Krakow, and this was his son Rav Shmuel, who was one of the Gedalim of the times, and he quotes him and he says he was my Rebbe as well, Moreinu um, Rav Shmuel. Now, <clears throat> there's a famous historian named Rav Dembitzer, he has a sefer called Klilas Yoifi, which has the history of Krakow. And in there he writes, you should know, Vidai, you should know, that Reb Yeshua was not a Talmud of the Bach. Kashir Chashvu Mixas Misayfri Zmanenu. Some of the historians of our time, he says, in his time, believe that he was a Talmud of the Bach. He says it's not true. Because wherever he mentions the Bach, he does not call him Meir He doesn't call him Meir like he calls his other Rabbeim, the Sma, Meramilublin, Umarashmi Premisla. Those three Rabbeim he refers to as my Rebbe. He doesn't refer to the Bach as my Rebbe. Now, <clears throat> even though in many of the Chuvas here Belisapar Bishvachai, he talks about his praises and he he he's Meraimimim and he lifts him up and he's Mefarim, Kyuyachid Bidaira that he's one in his generation, but he doesn't call him my Rebbe. Sometimes he calls him Mechutani. Somehow, there was somehow a family marriage relation that he calls him his Mechutan. He says, except for one tshuva, there's one tshuva that he wrote when he was very young, Rabbi Shua, and it was about an Aguna, and this is in Chelek Bey, Simen Shmem Zayin, and on every detail, almost every paragraph, he says, Mairi, my teacher, my teacher, my teacher. Now, he doesn't write Mem Vav, which is Mairi Virabi. He just calls him Mairi. He says... <coughs> And even and he signed Talmidah, his Talmud. He says, says Reb Dembitzer, it's just this was just out of respect. Uzmana Kagarim, you have to understand what was going on at the time. At that point, it was after the death of the Marama Lublin, the Sma, the Lavush, the Masas Biyamin, Ushar Ga'ine Talmid Ramah, and other great people, the Talmidim of the Ramah, many of the Gedalim of the previous generation were had just been Nifter, and the only one that was left was the Bach. And Rabbi Yeshua was Sar B'yamim, who was young, and the Bach was already old, V'yayshu B'yeshiva. Now I'll tell you, when I look at the Tshuva, I don't have indication what year it was. I'm not 100% sure what year it was, but this Rabbi Dembitzer says that it was when the Rabbi Yeshua was young and the Bach was older already. So he says, therefore, because of that, he calls him Mairi. We have found in other places in Tshuvas, um, Rabbi Yitzhak Miposin comes to mind um, with the Mogan Avram, if I remember correctly, that some wanted to say he was a Talmud of his because he called him Mairi, but it was more out covered for him as the God of Adar. So here as well, 
he is not um, considered a Talmud of the Bach, the Reb Dembitzer saying, he's writing because of the covet as the God of Adar. In Avon Ezra Simon Ches, a to the Bach, he writes, Butla Daiti Neged Raboisai Hachalkim Alai. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, being Mavatal my das, I'm subjugating myself, and I'm, and I'm not going to say my opinion against my Rabbeim. Again, the Bach being one of them included in Raboisai. But again, it's not clear um, that he was actually a Talmud of his. Now, it is possible that when he lived in Brisk, Rabbi Yeshua, as we'll see after his marriage, it's possible he was on the Bezdin of the Bach, who was the Rav at the time, or he was involved there, because in Chuvas, um, in Chuvas Habacha Chadoshes, he writes to the Bach, um, I wasn't Zaycha to talk to you about this. When I was in front of you in the city of Brisk, now, what does it mean I was in front of you? So either means he was just living there, or maybe he was part of his, uh, you know, those who paskin with him, part of his Bezdin. It's not 100% clear. And not in Lublin either. Lublin probably means that the Urids, they used to have the big conventions. We've talked about that, the Vada Arba Aratzas. And uh, that's what he says. I didn't have a chance to talk to you about it, not when I was with you in Brisk, and not later on when we were together in Lublin. Now, one of his friends from childhood friends was Rameir Katz, the father of the Shach. Like in Chelek Bey's um, Simon Pei, he writes a tshuva to Rameir. He says, He says, I understood what you're trying to do here. That you are being mitamitmias. You're writing all these questions about me with all these different terminologies and wonderments and, 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 and questions. Gedoilus of is big and powerful. He says, I know why you're doing this. You're just trying to mix me up. Levahaleni. Mikol Hamilais, to get me mixed up from the sound of the words. The words don't have sounds, but in other words, you're bombarding me with this, so I won't be able to answer you. He says, You know, you know me as a young person. I don't just back down because people scream at me. The heavenly says, believe me. I sat and I contemplated, and I was ma'ayin for almost an hour before I even understand what you were trying to ask. So, he's telling him, you knew me already as a young, as a young man. Now, there are chuvas between them in the Sefer Gvura Sanoshim, in the Sefer Gvura Sanoshim to the Shach, of the Shach, and the Sefer Reish Ephraim to Ephraim Zalman Margolius, Lamentas and Mem, there's Chuvas between Reb Meir, the father of the Shach, and Reb Yeshua. And the Shach and the Kudus HaKesef, Simen Lamazayin, Simkaton, Dalit, I think it is, writes, V'chei Noichiach, Adoni Meri my father proved this, B'chuva, in a Chuva, L'Hagoyin Meren Rav Yeshua, to Meren Rav Yeshua. Now, in the Hakdama, in the preface to the Sefer Chibure Likutim, which we quoted last week, talking about the Derech Halimud of the Rebbe of Heschel and his father, Rabbi Yaakov Lublin. Last week I actually could not find the Sefer, but this week I was able to find the Sefer. It's always a different clue that someone gives to how to spell it or who the author is. And um, in the same Hakdama, he's talking about Derech Halimud there, he said he heard from his friend, Ramosha Katz. Ramosha Katz was the son of the Shach. And he described to him how his grandfather, Reb Meir Katz, learned, together with Reb Yeshua, the uh, Magine Shloimah. He says, when they used to learn together, Reb Meir and Reb Yeshua, 
they get to a certain Gemara, they made a uh, condition between them that they're going to learn the Gemara, they got, this was with every Gemara, and they said they were not, they're not going to look in Rashi and Taisvis, and they're going to try to understand it on their own. And what happened was, Rashi, Rabbi Yeshua would always be Mechavin to Rashi, and Rameinu Harav Meir Katz would always be Mechavin to Taisus' Pshat. And this is the way it remained all their days. As we'll see, he's called Magine Shleimai because his job, his sefer he wrote, was a sefer that answered the questions that Taisus asked on Rashi. So somehow he was like in the derech of how Rashi learned. That's how he was always Mechavin in the Gemara. And Rameir Katz was always Mechavin to Taisus. Now he continued to steig and grow. Until, according to the way his grandson writes in the Hakdama to Megine Shleima, Hayatzafin Beliba, he was hidden in his heart, Kalashas, all of Shas, Imo Ashri with the rush, Chalapaiskim, Vachuvas, and all the Chuvas Varim, he became a great Gain from his learning. And the Megala Amukais in Chelek Bey Simim and Chas writes in a Chuvatim, Mibikiyasa, Yochal Ligdar Gader, Lifrites Paritz. From his vast knowledge, one's able to close up, um, 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 make gates around things, and to make breaches in things. He had an unbelievable bekios, and mecharifusay from his sharpness, yochelitar sheretz. He would even be able to make a sheretz, which is a uh, one of those creepy crawly things, insects or rodents that are tame. He would even be able to be metahir sheretz. We had such a concept. I think last week someone said a similar type of thing. So that was his bikios, his knowledge, and his sharpness in the description of the Megala Amukais. Now, one thing you'll notice is he never signs his name Yehoshua, Yud Vav Shin Ayin, like it's supposed to be spelled. He always um, writes it Yud Vav Shin Ayin, Yehoshua. And his grandson, the Pnei Yehoshua, did the same thing. And we mentioned this then that Rabbi Ephraim Zayim and Margolius and Tiv Git and Ois Yod Zivkot and Chafalov writes, V'ni Agoyim Bala Mechaber Megine Shloima Yochais Ematzma Yoshua V'chein Noag Nichtei Hagoyim Bala Pnei Yeshua V'nirash Etaimam, why they do that? V'pnei Kavad Hashem, because the Kavad of the Shem Hashem, not to write three letters of the Shem Hashem in order. So the Shem of Hashem is Yod and then a Hey and then a Vav and another Hey. So if he writes Yehoshua, it's Yod, Hey and Vav, so it's three full letter, three letters in a row of the Shem Hashem. They felt that's not Bakovadik, that's not honorable to the Shem Hashem. So they skipped out the hey and they just wrote Yud Vav Shin Ayin. That's why you'll see, that's why his uh, name is always signed without that hey. Now, when he became of age, we don't know exactly what age that was, he married his wife, his rabbitson Miriam, the daughter of Rab Shmuel from Brisk who was one of the great leaders of the generation, the leaders of the Avad Arba Haratis of all four lands in the kingdom of Poland. And in his grandson Sefer, Beis Hillel, on Yeridea, on the title page, the Sharblat, it describes Reb Shmuel, Hameroimim Haroish, the one who's very high. His name is well known all over, Hamefursam, Mareinu Rav Shmuel. The way he was referred to by people, his name was Reb Shmuel, his father's name was Reb Moshe, and his grandfather's name was Reb Hillel. So they called him Reb Shmuel, Reb Moshe, Reb Hillels. We mentioned this many times in our Shurim, that's how people were referred to, and there weren't last names in those days, so you're referred to by your father's name or your grandfather's name. So he was called Reb Shmuel, Reb Moshe, Reb Hillels. Reb Shmuel, the son of Reb Moshe, the son of Reb Hillel. 
Um, <coughs> and in that Sefer, in Simon Pei Dalit, Sif Katan Dalit, the Sefer Beit Silo, he writes, Shemati Makshim B'Shem Baal Deidasi Marinu Rav Hagoyim Marinu Rav Yeshua Zal. I heard them ask, I heard they ask a question in the name of my aunt's husband, Marinu Rav Yeshua. Now, his wife and himself, Rabbi Shua and his Rebbetzin, had 11 children, all of them Gedailim Matayra, all of them leaders of their Kehilais, and they were Zaycha to Taira Gedula B'makam Echad. Their entire lives, not only them and their children and grandchildren, not only they were great Tamid Chachamim, they were fabulously wealthy as well. Like his grandson writes in Nakdama, Aval Avi Zikaini, my grandfather, is really a great grandson, my great grandfather, Merinurav Moshe ben Hagoyin Zalhanal, the son of Rabbi Yeshua, Shigam Kain Taira Gedula B'makam Echad. He also had Taira and riches in one place. Going up on the tables of royalty. Who are the royalty? Malchi Rabbanon. The kings are the Rabbanon, the Tamidic Hakomim. So he and his family, his children, um, had uh, uh, immense riches. Now it seems that after he was married, he stayed in Brisk, where his father in law was from. Like he writes in Yardea Simon Vav, Kizachruni Bimechurfi. I remember from when I was young, Maisa Kazabik Hak Bristolita. Such a story happened in Brisk. Venasa Venasa Nimi Rav Meir Shols and I talked in learning and we discussed it. Rav Meir Sholush Shols again. So this is like Rav Meir, the son of Rav Shol. Rav Meir Shols, the Rav Meir who belonged to Shol. Now who was that Shol? We mentioned it last week. That was Rav Shol Val, who was a great Tamechacham and a and a great uh, leader of Klal Yisrael, who was the legend. He was the king the king of Poland for one one day. That is this Reb Shol Val, we mentioned him last week, because the Rebbe Reb Heschel married his granddaughter. So he says, I spoke to Reb Meir Shols about this question. He was also, he was in Brisk. In the end of Simon Dalid, he writes, This is how we agreed, when I was in the city of Brisk. And in Simon Tass, he writes, This that you wrote, that the Tamid HaChamim in Brisk argued about this topic, and you wrote, uh, that I was one of those there, I don't have a recollection of it. Now, it seems at one point he was also in the city of Tikten. I don't know why the historians do this. As we'll see later, he was a Rav in Tikten as well, later. But they want to say that at one point he was living in the city of Tikten. Like he writes in Ebenezer, When I was young in the city of Tikten, and he says, I discussed it with Hagoyin Mariner of Zalman Shur, the author of the Tuashar, and he says that he wanted to be lenient, and it seems that he didn't agree with him. He says, but now, afterwards, I um, have harata, I'm changing my mind, and the Tvoi Shor was correct in what he said. Now, it could be because he said, when I was younger, which sounds like it was before he was a Rav. It sounds like he wasn't a Rav at the time. Maybe that's why they want to say that he was in Tikton, um, just living there, not as a Rav. His first Rabbanus, as we know it, is in the city of Haradna, Grodna as it's called, where Shem Shkap, many, many years later, was from, in Lita, where now is Belarus. Like he writes in Archaim Simon Dalit at the end, this is what they did in my place, in the city of Haradna, that I was there. And in Chuvas Bach, Yishonas Kuftalad, the Bach writes a Chuva, this is in Shin Sadivav in 15. 
96. I'm sorry, in um, no, Shin Sadivav is uh, 1636. In 1636, he writes, uh, this is a chuva the back wrote from the Urid in Lublin. He writes, So he calls him Yeshua from Haradna. Then he was a rab in Tikdin, in Ebenezer Simenches. He signs his name, Yeshua Ben. I'm now in the city of Tikdin. Um, now in Shuvas Bach Yishanis, the Bach writes to him Erev Sukkis of Shin Sadi Ches. So that's 1637, about a year later. And when he answers him, he signs Yeshua ben Mirena Rabbi Yosef Zatzal, Paikak Tikten. So in 1636, when he signed his, fa- I'm sorry, um, no, it's 1636, he was in Lublin. Um, in the first Shuva in Tikten, he signed his father's name, he wrote his father as Shlita. And in the interim, within that year, again, in 1636, he was still in Haradna, and this is in 1637, at the end, his father was already Nifter, so somehow in that year, in 1637, um, his father was Nifter somewhere in that year, between those two chuvas. He was also the Rav of the city of Lvov, Lemberg as we call it, Michutz Le'er. We talked about this by the Shalom Eishiv, by other Gedalim. There was two Rabbanisim, there were two Rabbanim in, in Lemberg, in Lvov, one was in the city, and one was in the suburbs outside the city. So he was the Rav Michutz Le'er. Like he writes in Chelek Bey, Simen Uvav, Anikav Savtiya B'Tshuva, I wrote this already in a Tshuva, Zeli Lerach Gimel Shanim, B'Oisi B'Levav Adayin. About three years ago when I was still in Levav. Now, we don't know that which part of Levav, but in Tiv Gitin, Ois, Shin, Sivkat and Dalit, how to spell the name Shachna, or what to write for Shachna, V'Uvda Zu Ikla Kami Hagoyin Maram Milavav. This story happened in front of Maram Milavav, that's uh, the Rav was Rav Meir Zak, Zion Kuf, Rav Meir Zak. <coughs> he was the Rav in the city of Lvov. Because of, and he writes, the Hagoyin de Chutzleir, the Rav of Chutzleir, which is Hagoyin Meren Rav Yeshua Zazal, Shada Beinargo, he argued with him and disagreed. So you see that he was the Rav Me Chutzleir. Now in the Pinkais Kehiloi Hakal of Lvov, the uh, memoir, the records of the city of Kahal, which is brought in the Sefer Anshe Shem, page 83, He's, he was signed on a uh, permission for someone on his house to build like a dome, I guess, or something to build there. It was signed, Chav Gimel Teve Shin Sadi Tes, which is uh, 1638, 1639, depending when Teves f- fell out, probably the January of 1639. So he was still in Lvov at that time. Um... Now, it's interesting, in Tshuvas Eison Hazrachi Simen Chavtes, that was written, again, in Shin Sadi Tes in 1639, um, like it says there, um, it says, like it says there at the end of the Tshuva, um, it says in the beginning, this was Merein Rav Yeshua, Asher Huvra Liyos Ram Ve'avbez in the Kak Premisla, that he was chosen to be the Rav of Premisla, we had already, his Rebbe was from Premisla, Premise law is in uh, is in in Galicia, um, so that's what he writes over there. I'm writing to Yeshua, who is um, who was chosen to be the rav, but it's not clear if he actually took the rabbanus or not, and if he did, how long was he there for? Because in Shin Sadi Tess about 1639, about he was invited to become 
to Krakow. Come to Krakow. Krakow, the Bach was the Rav and the Rosh Hashiva in Krakow at the time. But as the Bach got older, and at the end of his life he was busy putting together his Kisavim, his Svarim, so they brought Rabbi Yeshua to be the Rosh Hashiva. Alongside the Bach, the Bach was still the Rav, he was still officially the Rosh Hashiva, but he needed help, and they brought Rabbi Yeshua to be the Rosh Hashiva. In Chelek Bey's uh, Simenun Zayin, Rabbi Yeshua writes, it was about an Aguna, and he says, really, I should not get involved in this question. Kevin Shabach Zal Because the Bach, Zechariah Levracha, did not make an effort to try to permit her. He says, however, I found out that a few days before the Bach was Nifter, he told them to go to me that I should be involved in trying to find her to be become permissible. So Shmami no, I see from there Leipsikolei Lagamri Lahagoyin Zal Shuasura that the Bach wasn't a hundred percent sure that she is Aser. Ach Meroiv Tirdasei Bechiber Svarim because he was so busy with his Svarim Asher Leinisanu Hashev Ruchai that didn't give him time to catch his breath. Because he wanted to finish them. It must be he didn't have time to get into trying to be mad to her. So you see clearly that the Bach, number one, sent him Shilas uh, before he was Nifter. And he's saying the Bach was very busy. Even in his Rabbanus, he didn't have time for the Rabbanus because he was very busy. He didn't have time to catch his breath at the end of his life because he was busy with his farm. Now, on Chaf Adar, in the year Tav, 1640, the Bach was Nifter. And Krakow did not actually appoint a new Rav immediately, because Rabbi Yeshua was filling that, uh, that position. Even though he wasn't officially the Rav, but he was a big Paisik, and he was, a, he was the Rashiva ready, so he was filling the position. They didn't see the need to find a Rav. About three and a half years later, so many Talmudim were coming to the Yeshiva, they felt that he needed help in the yeshiva, so they brought the Taisis Yantif to, to be together with him as Reish Mesifta, the head of the yeshiva in Krakow. A little while later, the Taisis Yantif became the Rav as well. Now, we spoke about this in the Shia on the Taisis Yantif. In Klilas Yaifi, he writes that Taisis Yantif was very poor, and Rabbi Shua, as we know, was very rich, and he didn't need the Rabbanus. Now, being the Rav, besides the salary, you got money for Levias and for Mechiras Chametz and for Dine Tyre and stuff like that. There was other income. Rabbi Shua did not need it. And in fact, Rabbi Shua, all of his life, whatever he did, all expenses he had, even Lataivas at Tzibur, when he traveled places, he never took a penny of compensation from the Tzibur. But Taisa Zyantu was very, very poor and he needed the Parnasa. So the Kliyosayfi says that's one of the reasons that they appointed the Taisa Zyantu the Rav, even though you would think Rabbi Shua should become the Rav. Um, but it didn't really make a difference that the Taisyantif was officially the Rav. Both the Taisyantif and Bishua led the city together. Like the Baal Seder Haget, um, in his Sefer Birchas Mayim, we quoted him last week, about the name Zelig. Do you spell it with a Gimel, or I think maybe a Kuf at the end? He writes, V'chein Hugali was told to me, Shagoynim, Mareinu Rav Marlas, he calls him, Reb Litmin Segal, that's the... The Taisus Yantif, Vagoyin Marainer of Yeshua Zal, Hinhigu Pai de Krakow, they made the minig here in Krakow, Lichtev Zelig with a Gimel. So you see again, he's quoting that both the Taisus Yantif and Rabbi Yeshua were the ones who made this minig. A Talmud of Rabbi Yeshua, the, um, the, um, the Atera Zikanim, 
in Chuvas from Rav Yitzchak Miposin, Simon Hay, he brings the Chuva that the Terezakenim asked him. And the question was about Birch HaSachama. As we know, once every 28 years, um, the sun is back to its original place after the Tkufa and Nisan, where it was when Hashem put it there, and you make the bracha, that's we know. But it seemed to have been a big deal if you should or not, because there seems to be a shaila in the Gemara and brachas, what the Gemara means, and if that's true, maybe our interpretation of it is only one shot, but there might be another shot. And if that's true, it's a suffix brachas lahakil. So that there's the Kadim was asking this to Rabbi and he writes, V'chein Reisi, um, again, this was for Birch HaSachama of Tuf Lamed Gimel. So Tuf Lamed Gimel would be 1673. Saying, V'chein Reisi, Halacha Lamaisa, the Teres Zekedim says, I saw Halacha I was younger, in the city of Krakow, in the year Tuf Hay, 1645, Lifnei in front of the Gainim, Mereinu Rav Lipman Segmo, Baal Teis Yontif, Rav Yeshua Zal, again, they were both considered as the Rav, the Rabbonim of leading the city of Krakow. The yeshiva was becoming very big, and Tamidim came from all over, and as the Rabbi Shua writes in his Chuvas Avenezer Simeon Beis, Sheina Pnei Maskim Latirdes HaTamidim, I don't have time because I'm so busy with Tamidim, Makshivim, who listen to me, Yeshivasi Hagdoyle, in my big yeshiva. He wrote a Haskama to the Shach. The Shach was one of his Tamidim, and he wrote a Haskama to the Shach. Now we quoted this, these Haskamas last week, and if you remember, we quoted that the Rebbe, the Rebbe of Heschel signed on it as the, he was the, um, the Rosh Mesifta in Lublin, and Rav Naftali Katz was the Avbezdin of Lublin. They both had these positions. One was the Avbezdin, one was the, one was the Rosh Mesifta. By Krakow, both by the Taisis Yontif and by Rabbi Yeshua, it both says about them, Avbezdin Viram of Krakow. It says they were both the Rav and the Rosh Hashiva of Krakow. Now, in that Haskama, to the Shach, he writes, I already know you from past. The Shach learned in my Yeshiva. And the Shach brings him Yardea Simen Samaches, Sivkatan Kuf Lamed Gimel. Some other of his famous Talmidim, the Avodas Hagershuni, the Beis Hillel, the Ateres Zekenim that we quoted before, the Chalkas Mechaikik we quoted last week as well, and many Gedalim were the Talmidim of Rabbi Yeshua from Krakow. The Semach Tzedek, in a Tshuva, in Tshuva's Pnei Yeshua, Semayin Zayin, when he describes how the Rabbi Yeshua learns, B'Bilcham Teshel Teira, when it came to the war of Teira, Karius Naso Chalavi, he would get up like a lion, and like a, and like a, a lioness, and he would get up, or a baby lion, and he would roar, so to speak, in Teira. In Simenayin Ches, he writes to the Tzemach Tzedek, Ki Einli Nachas Ruach, Ba'olam Hazeh, I have no other pleasure in this world but to be involved in talk and learning on halacha and new things that are being mischadish. Now it seems besides this farm he had, he used to write a lot of notebooks and kutresim he called them. Chelik Bey Simin Saditas, I think it is, he writes, I already um, composed kutresim asugyas kailu, different types of pamphlets on these sugyas of the Yuchid HaSugyazu, and specifically on the sugya that was being talked about there. 
In Evan Ezra, Simon Yerbeis, he writes, V'layasa esa preish, and I'm not going to like uh, give any covet to any person. In other words, just because he's greater than me, if I feel he's wrong, I'm not going to do that. Ki emes oiv yoyser minakol, the truth is beloved to me more than anything. Now, so much so, in that tshuva that we quoted before to the Bach, where he read, it said, Moiri, 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 every time, and it was about an aguna, and the Bach was being machmer, and he was being mekel. At the end, he says, Chalilalilahakil. Shua says, I can't be mekel. Because you, the Bach, paskin liser. But then he says, he wrote something very strong. For some reason, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is finding the sin of Benoist Yisrael who are agunais, who are stuck, Alchinam, for no reason. Basically, he was telling him, you should have been more mekel over here. Why are these girls, for no reason, remaining agunais? So even though he is mevatel his das, but he still talked with a very starkite. Now, it's, it's, again, assuming that Shuva, he was young, the Bach was old, is why he's not going against the Bach, even though he felt strongly. But at the same time, he wrote this very strong terminology. Um, his grandson in the Akdamata, writes, The paths of, of, of heaven in Chachmas HaKabalah were clear to him. He composed a sefer on the Asara Mamaris, which is a famous sefer, Alpi Kabbalah. And in fact, in Chalif Bey Simenai in Chest, writing to the Tzemach Tzedek, he writes, uh, It was how to spell a name. So the Tzemach Tzedek said, Alpi Kabbalah, this is the way you should spell it. Amarti, I'll tell you, we don't get involved in hidden things. If we would start paskening halacha based on hidden things, bilti suffix gitim sulim. Many gitin would be possible. Probably he means because if you're going to start spelling names, I'll be the gematrius and the side and all of these types of things. They're going to be different spellings than we the way we do it practically. So if you're going to start doing that, you're going to make many gitim possible because their names are spelled incorrectly. So even though he was a big mekubal, and he knew Kabbalah, but he understood when to apply it, halacha lemaisa. Now in Krakow, it seems, he also darshan berabim, like in Magine Shlomai, um, he writes, Zuchvar darashti berabim, lefarish harbe psukim, kemin choymer al derachze. I think it's a Masech Shabbos. He writes that many psukim that I already um, um, explained on this derach that um, I'm saying here in the Magine Shlomai. So he says, darashti berabim. He was very involved in the Klal, and he would go to the big conventions, the Yeridim. The Yeridims were in Yaroslav, in Kremnitz, in Lublin. Like he writes in Yardea, Simendalit, Eina Pnei Maskim. He says, I don't have time now. Chichad Kara Al Agolov. Because one foot is already on the wagon, the Yerid Yaroslav, to go to the convention in Yaroslav. And in Chelek Bey, Simen Samach Zayin, he writes, From all the bothers I have surrounding me, Machmas Tirdus, Ushara Iskai B'Tzibur, and all the other things I'm involved in with the Tzibur, I just don't have time to even breathe, I'm not able to answer you. And in Chayshem Mishvat, Simen Tassi, writes, I'm surrounded by bothers, and many arguments are coming to my gate, Hanog This is what happens before the convention. I would assume because 
a lot of times that the Yerids, all the G'daylim were there, so if you had Dine Taira and Shilas to talk over, the, all the G'daylim would get together and talk them over. So people before the Yerid would go to the Rav with all their questions and, and their problems so that they'd be able to talk it over with the G'daylim. I assume that's what he meant. And in Eson Hazrachi Sim Gimel, he writes, Kasarti, I'm writing briefly, because I'm very busy here with all the people coming in and out here at the Yerid. Okay, so that is who he was. Now, he's called the Magine Shlaimai because he wrote his Sefer, Magine Shlaimai. Magin means to, to uh, protect the shield of Shlaimai, to protect him, to answer all the questions of Taisus and Rashi. Like, remember we said, for when he was young, that was his derech, he was always Mechaven to Rashi. And his grandson, or great-grandson, uh, and his grandson, I'm sorry, in Askama writes, Ashalehiniach Dover Gadovadar Katan. He didn't leave over not a big or small thing, Mashik Shebali Taisus Arashi. From any of the questions that the Bali Taisus asked on Rashi, Vitiret Sakal, he answered all of them. He says, Nimsa, there's a lot of Ksavim. Hinehem Bekutresim, they're in these uh, pamphlets, Malechavis Gadol, a gigantic barrel full of all his Ksavim. Achshotu Bozarim, but a lot of them got lost, he writes. And we don't have a lot. And it sounds like from his grandson that he wrote on every single Masechta of Shas, every question that Taisa asked on Rashi. We have a small little Sefer. The Pnei Yeshua tried later on, as we'll see, to, um, to uh, fill it in. But, um, but, um, but um, there's a lot more than that, that was lost. And actually, a lot of times in the Sefer, he actually mentions, like I said over here, we don't have that Sefer now. And when you listen to the Shem, the Pnei Yeshua, when he added Tzara, he says, he made a nether, I always wanted to go on the ways of my forefathers, my grandfather, Magine Shlaimai, Liyashiv Rashi, to answer Rashi from the questions of the Baliyat Haisvis. Now, in the preface, his great grandson writes, Kihigid Ba'azni Tamidav Bechayev, that uh, his, his Tamidim told me, Shagoin Rashi Boilov, that they, I'm sorry, that his, I heard from his Tamidim. That he told his Talmidim while he was alive that Rashi came to him in a dream, Basimcha Gedaila with great joy. And he told him Bazahaloshan in the following terminology, Ashrecha Bailamazah, your fortune Mazeva, and it's gonna be good for your Ma'ba. And he says, Because you saved me, me from the mouth of the lions, Kharifin, the sharp ones, Baliyat Aiswis. He says, um, he says, I'm going to bring you. To your place in the Olam Haba, in Kol Talmidai, with all of my Talmidim, I'm going to bring you to your place. The Chachava, and this is what happened, Kaidim Misasa, his, grand, his grandson writes, about a half hour before he was Nifter, um, the Gedolim of Krakow were there, and all of a sudden, Rabbi Yeshua said, Make way, make way. Shirabenu Meirenu Hagoin Rashi Zalboilai. Rashi's coming Vikal Kidoisha Vimoi. Vikibluni Basimcha and all of his holy ones, his Tamidim are coming with him, and they're Mimikabuvi Basimcha, Kashiramati Liaminoi Tamid. Just like I stood for to him on his right side and protected him, he's here to escort me to Lailam Amis, Rashi, and all his Tamidim. And this happened on Shabbos Kaidesh. Um Shabbos Kaidesh. It's interesting. I have here that happened on Chav Zayin of. Oh, he was talking Niftar on Chav Zayin of. 
I said at the beginning of the year, Chav Chesav, because that says on the Matzev when he was buried. So it's Chav Zayinov in the year Tav Chesav, 1648. And even though he wasn't killed in Tach Vitat, right, even though um, in uh, in uh, Chav Sivan is, of 1648 is when Chalmanitsky started his programs in the Ukraine, so this is uh, Chav Zayinov is a few months later, but this is in Krakow. So in Tach Vitat he wasn't killed, but when the Shach in his Megillus Eifa talks about the Tsaris of the time, he does mention the the death not being killed, but the Petira of his Rebbe, Rebbe Yeshua, with the Tsaris that happened to Klai Yisrael at that time. He was buried the next day, Chav Chesov. He is buried in Krakow. The Rebbe of Heschel is right next to him. Rebbe Heschel was Nifter a number of years later. As we mentioned last week, the Rebbe of Heschel was Nifter in 1663, and he was Nifter in 1648, but he's right next to the Rebbe of Heschel. This is Rebbe Yeshua of Krakow. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kaltov.